May I be healthy. May I be content. May I be peaceful. May I be filled with loving kindness. Now think of your family, friends and loved ones. Imagine them individually. May my parents, husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend, children, grandchildren, best friend, close friends, neighbors, co-workers, brothers and sisters. Also think about your pets. Imagine your own family, friends and loved ones. Even though if you if you are having any difficult time with with one of your family member or one of your friend in this time send your loving thoughts without separating them. send you a unconditional loving kindness may all my family friends and loved ones be well be happy be peaceful may they be healthy may they be content May they be peaceful. May they be filled with loving kindness. Now extend 
all of your loving friendliness to hold the world in this world so many people are suffering mentally and physically some people are in sickness fear anger hatred in danger some people are in hunger thirst some people they don't have basic need some uh, they don't have family friends in this moment we couldn't help them physically but we can wish to them and bless to them may all living beings be well be happy be peaceful May all living beings be healthy be content be peaceful may they be filled with loving kindness now with your loving friendliness slowly turn your attention to your subtle sensation of the breath we can practice mindfulness on focusing our in and out breath if you want to change your posture any time you can change your posture do it mindfully and slowly keep your back straight it's very helpful to breathe while you are practicing so many sound thoughts sensation emotions may come to your mind let them come and go
ओ लेट देम बी अंडरस्टैंड अबाउट दिस मोमेंट हाउ इम्पोर्टेंट दिस मोमेंट इन दिस प्रसेंट मोमेंट यू आर स्पेंड टाइम विथ योर सेल्फ focusing your breath being mindful about each breath that's mean life be mindful about each breath no need to control your breathing send attention to the tip of your nose breathe in mindfully breathe out mindfully breathe in mindfully breathe out mindfully mind wonder 
mind's nature is wandering if you are having thoughts which is that's the that's the nature of our mind don't try to control your thoughts if you are distracted by your thoughts bring your thoughts back to the breath present moment breathe in mindfully breathe out mindfully while you are closely watching your breath you may experience long breaths in and out short breaths in and out just understand i'm having long breaths and short breath be mindful about each breath breathe in mindfully breathe out mindfully now your mind and body are relaxed peaceful and calm think about how important it is to practice this meditation every day keeping ourselves happy peaceful and balanced please bring your palms together in front of your heart make a strong determination to practice this meditation every day at least 5 10 minutes may peace be with you may all living beings be well be happy be peaceful
Thank you very much. Slowly open your eyes. Let's do our chanting practice. Page number four. If you do like to chant, you can chant with the group. Otherwise, you can just listen or you can see the meaning or you can continue your practice. There's no rules. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa Buddhaṃ Saranaṃ Gacchāmi Dhammaṃ Saranaṃ Gacchāmi Saṅgaṃ Saranaṃ Gacchāmi Dutiyampi buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi dhammaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi saṅgaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Tatiyampi buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Tatiyampi dhammaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Tatiyampi saranaṃ gacchāmi Anicca vata sankhara Uppad vaya dhammino Uppajitva nirujjhanti Tesan upasamo sukho Sabbhe satha Avera hontu sabbhe sattha abhya pajja hontu sabbhe sattha aniga hontu sabbhe sattha Sukhi Atthanam Pariharantu Mano Pubbhangamadamma Mano Siddha Mano Maya Manasache Padutthena Basativa Karotiva Tato nang dukha man veti Chakkang vahato padam Mano pubbhangamadamma 
மனோசெட்டா மனோமயா மனசாச்சே பசன்னேனோதிவோனேதி சாயவனி we believe my wish Good morning everybody. So how are you this morning? Thank you so much for coming this morning and your dedication to your practice. Uh, today we have a lay Sangha Dhamma talk. Um, usually we monks giving talk but uh, once in a while we have lay Sangha Dhamma talk opportunities and today um bill ready is giving talk uh today i want to just you know who's the bill <laughs> uh, but i want to tell you about two things his uh i think when bante sujata i think to i'm um, more than 20 years ago to 23 years ago something when meditation start in the basement um i think one of when that time one of his student is bill <laughs> and also um uh, you can see behind the bed beautiful art that's the one of bill's uh amazing talent and uh, uh thank you so much and i think this is your time <laughs> 
ano. <laughs> you can keep hold. Oh, I have to hold it? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Does it, does it work? Oh, there we go. Okay, good, good, good. I got it. All right, I wasn't sure. Okay. So, all right, so it, it seems like it hasn't been that long ago since I gave one of these, but uh, you know, here I am back again. Um, so I thought, uh, I thought I'd start my talk today by saying, you know, I have uh, good news and I have bad news. Um, first, the bad news, and that is that um, we're all going to die. And <laughs> the good news is we're all going to die. But there's that uh, possibility with our practice that we can approach it maybe a little more mindfully and um, maybe less fearful, and maybe with a, a clearer mind. You know, that's what I'm banking on. So, um, uh, so that's it. And I think the reason um, I thought of this part of my talk today was because uh, this year, I'm in a couple months, I'm going to turn 70. And, you know, it's always one of those milestones in life that, um, you know, it really makes you um, think and see things uh, differently. I think it's definitely more real to me now, like death is. And I don't mean this in any type of a pessimistic. And I always, you know, I always, when I think, because, you know, I, I'll have a tendency to talk about death at times. And it, um, if I talk with someone younger, I feel funny because I know I'm at a different, it's definitely from a different perspective. You know, I'm more like in the twilight of my, um, you know, especially my working career. And death, I'm very possible my, my life too. So, um, but, you know, the reality of it is, is there's an end and like a real stop, and, which reminds me of this t-shirt I saw this time up in um, uh, the Summerfest. And on the front of this guy's t-shirt, he said, it said, um, I don't mind the speeding downhill out of control. It's the sudden stop that bothers me. So um, I think why I think I personally think that's funny is because it's just kind of a way of dealing with um, uh, such such something that's so incomprehensible and, and really hard to, you know, indescribable. Um, uh, and, and humor is good. I mean, laughter is always good. So uh, something like that, you know, really, um, I think that's why they come out with T-shirts and everything. That's how we all deal with things like this. So... Um, you know, along with thinking of death, and I think, you know, sometimes there's two parts to it, I think, for, for me, and that is that um, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and this time especially, I think, because, you know, it's dark and it's quiet, and um, and it'll be really interesting for me. Something like that will come up, and I'll just kind of think about it, and, you know, not in, you know, a bad sense, but just kind of like, what is all of this? And, you know, it's really, you know, it's pretty interesting. But on the other hand, there will be times when I'm, um, uh, it's really a, an emotional reaction, more of a sadness when I think of people that I really care about, um, you know, leaving me or me leaving them. So, uh, and also along this lines, I come with the fact of uh, what what is all the significance of this? 
And not that I mean that I want someone to answer this for me, because there are really no answers, but it's just kind of like an open-ended question, like the significance of all of this. And so, you know, I was I was reading the uh, Mahasatipatana Sutta um, just recently, and um, and when I came to the one part, and uh, it was the Buddha talking about um, suffering, and it's part of the Four Noble Truths, and he elaborated on it, and he said. Birth is suffering, aging is suffering, death is suffering, sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, and distress is suffering. Being attached to the unloved is suffering, being separated from the loved is suffering, not getting one what one what what one wants is suffering. In short, the five aggravates of grasping are suffering, which are form, feeling, perception, mental formation and consciousness. So, I mean, in taking out of context, I mean, wow, that's pretty dire. You know, it's kind of like, you know, who came up with this plan? Um, and if that's and if that's where it stopped, I mean, if that's all you took of it, it really seems like such a pessimistic teaching. Um, and here's something that, uh, that kind of stuck with me on one of the Dharma talks that Bhante uh, Sumana gave when he was a monk here. Uh, this was some years ago. And he said that like the early, there were times with the early um, monks with the Buddha, that there were a number of monks that had, that had committed suicide. And he was going on to elaborate about how um, they didn't quite grasp the true meaning of the Buddha's meat, uh, of what the Buddha meant. And if, and obviously, if you look at just this part of the uh, things like this, this is, this looks pretty dire. And, but that's not really what the Buddha meant, I don't think. I don't think the Buddha ever said that life is suffering, just life on a whole is suffering. I thought he meant um, more like our reactions to um, pain and, and things that come up in life is suffering or um, attachment is suffering, or um, uh, wanting things to be different than the way they are, are suffering. So um, the nice thing is, is I, I personally don't mind the word suffering. I don't know, I know we've talked about it in here where suffering is optional, and that's true, but I think as long as we do have some type of reactions uh, to life, there's going to be some suffering. Maybe not as bad, maybe, um, you know, sometimes worse than others. But I think with the reaction comes suffering. So, uh, uh, fortunately for the Buddha, and, you know, people thank him that have, um, that seem to be able to see beyond uh, what most of us can. And uh, so he could probably. Um, uh, take the energy that most of us use for focusing on a, um, our own personal self and um, uh, you know, fortifying yourself, and maybe take that energy and be, be able to go beyond and use his brain to more of a capacity than 
than a lot of us could. And maybe that's part of um, uh, what the key is. I don't know. Is there, um, since, is, if everything is energy, um, maybe that's the issue that as regular human beings that we, t it takes so much energy to, energy to maintain such a, uh, a self, a self. And maybe going beyond that does free up the mind to do that. And, um, I think, uh, if we can go beyond reaction, then maybe that's part of the key. And I, which leads me to a Dharma talk by Bhante um, Sankey from Michigan. And he was talking about karma. And what I really liked about his de description of karma was that um, he said that the wheel of karma initially starts with, um, with reaction. And so you think of that, and you can see how built reaction built upon reaction. Actually, maybe initially that's how we start ourself and our our suffering. It's because we have that um, uh, reaction of thing, and so we're always constantly living from the past forward, and we're always everything everything that we come into. Um, uh, contact with, we're always interpreting through our past. So I was thinking of this, uh, uh, I sent my daughter, it was her 40th birthday recently, and uh, I sent her a little thing from the internet that I found, because she was out of town, so, um, and it said on it, uh, happy 40th birthday, uh, the first 40 years of childhood are the hardest. So um, she thought that was really funny, and I thought I, t I did it because, of, because it was funny, but I also did it because I thought there was some real meaning to that, and that is that we always seem to be carrying our childhood with us and forward with us, and, and, and that past reaction and everything comes from that, um, from that childhood. And uh, so... I think the nice thing is about that, though, is that um, in Buddha's teaching, there's like an antidote, I see to that, and that would be equanimity. And um, I, I just wrote down this little quote that I read about equanimity, and it said, I'm not excited due to gain. I am not disappointed due to loss. I am not excited due to praise, and not unhappy due to blame. I'm not excited due to comfortable bodily feelings and not unhappy with uncomfortable bodily feelings. I'm not excited due to happiness and not disappointed with, un and not disappointed with unhappiness. I am, yeah, that's, that's about it. So um, I think that is like real freedom to me, really freedom to seeing um, kind of a counteraction to our, uh, our conditioning. But the trouble is I see it is that as, as much as I think it's such a positive thing, I see my brain not thinking so, all the, so much all the time. I think my brain is more like proactive, or that's more like observational, which, so, um, 
And the Buddha never said that, well, you know, these are my teachings and they're really simple. You know, it's like, well, he's not simple, but really easy to do. Because um, I think they're actually very difficult. This is kind of what I mean. I'm kind of going against a lot of it I can see in myself, where my natural inclination is to try to shape whatever comes up or whatever's in front of me. My brain just seems to do that naturally. And I think this is where the, um, the effort comes in, because this is a hard thing to overcome, uh, that natural pattern that we have. But on the whole, I think that um, equanimity truly is, is freedom from um, from the pos uh, from the uh, conditioning that we have, and um, as far as uh, um, as far as significance, you know, I mean, I don't know if that question that question I just kind of throw out there, and I kind of like to just sit with that. Um, but I don't know if there's an answer to that significance. But um, I think the um, uh, the Buddha really, when you think of his teachings, he really deals in facts. And he's not, nothing's pessimistic or anything, but that's, that's just the fact, this is the way things are. And here are some possible antidotes or possible uh, tools to uh, counteract these facts of life, because... Uh, there is definitely some pain involved. But I think the only way to really f uh, face any of this stuff is truly seeing things uh, as facts and, um, and facing them and dealing with them with the way they are. So um, my ending will be this, and that is the, our chant. Um, that we do in the morning. Anicca, Vata Sankara, Upadavaya, Damino, Upajithwa, Nirojanti, Tesang, Upa, Samosuko. You know, all conditioned things are impermanent. Um, their nature is to arise and pass away. Um, to live in harmony with this truth brings the greatest happiness. And um, I think that truly is a fact impermanence and to be able to see it realistically and to and to I've always thought like in the past I always caught part of that and thought well okay I get the impermanence but to live with this impermanence brings the greatest happiness that was always a, a sticking point with me but I think that's truly what will happen I think as as the practice progresses and we can really see happiness in living with the facts the way they are so that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Bhante. Uh, it's great and meaningful to talk. <laughs> and uh, do we have any new people today? Please say your name. We want to welcome you. Welcome to the Blue Lotus. Christine, welcome to the Blue Lotus. Jenna, welcome to the Blue Lotus. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, if you are new, if you are not receiving our email, there's a book you can write down our, uh, your name and email address. Weekly, we send our email. 
and today we don't have announcement but we have a lot of things going on at the temple uh, tomorrow evening meditation 7 to 8 we don't have at the temple but we have it's a moonlight meditation uh, it's in uh, uh, in richmond uh, at matak retreat center and you can see the bulletin board and all the information and uh, you can get the uh, uh, address and everything and also in this month no next month uh, september 23rd we have international dinner fundraiser uh please keep your day um you can it is annual fundraiser event you can keep mark your calendar and uh, there's so many ways you can help to the temple and also so many programs going on and you can see the bulletin board and also our website and in our facebook page and instagram page um especially if you are not receiving our email um please um consider to write down your name and email then you weekly going to update what's happening in the temple okay thank you so much have a wonderful day